live from New York, I mean Southern California, it's Saturday morning on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. How's everyone doing on this Saturday morning? I'm your humble host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, coming to you live from sunny Southern California, and I've been covering hockey for the better part of a decade, except for the past nine months. It is now exactly nine months. Oh my god. God, you guys, it has been that long. But welcome anyway to Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Follow me at StimpyJD. And you can hear this podcast and any other podcast on the Locked on Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you hear your podcasts. Yeah, check them all out. Let's get right into it. So, yeah, the Tulsa Oilers, they started their season in a pandemic. Yeah, that's a thing, apparently. So the Tulsa Oilers and nine other ECHL teams started play on Friday, December 11th, despite there being a pandemic still ongoing. I will just say that the sites where the ECHL are playing are mostly in the upper Midwest or in the Southeast. I've mentioned this time and time again, and I'll mention this at least a couple more times before the year's end. But one game in particular that I looked at for the purposes of this podcast took place in Tulsa, Oklahoma, because we had two teams vine for, I guess, game supremacy. You had the Wichita Thunder and the Tulsa Oilers. The Tulsa Oilers are the AA or the ECHL affiliate for the Anaheim Ducks. And I had mentioned that there were a couple of key prospects that were sent down to Tulsa. You had Bryce Kindop and Ole Eriksson Ek. Eriksson Ek played backup goalie, so he did not play Friday night. I suspect he'll probably play Saturday. I mean... They have another game Saturday. In fact, it's their teddy bear toss. So if you happen to be near Tulsa and you want to toss some teddy bears, or if you just want to relive the memories of doing a teddy bear toss, then go over to Tulsa. Check it out. Me personally, I love the teddy bear toss. And under normal circumstances, the goals would be on the road because they typically were on the road around this time. So I'd be working a game in Ontario, and under normal circumstances, I'd be tossing a teddy bear on the ice from the press box or something like that, and I'd be working a teddy bear toss game. But alas, that is not the case. So we get to watch from a little itty-bitty screen, Tulsa and Wichita. Uh, This game was pretty much a... Well, it was a mess in the first period. You could tell just both teams were kind of feeling each other out. And by the way, uh, thanks to a couple friends of mine who had access to the, I guess, the video feed for this game. So I didn't get to watch a lot, most of it. But I saw bits and pieces here and there and saw some highlights. So once again, thanks to those that helped me out there. Uh, First period, I what what I watched in the first period was kind of messy. Uh, passes were pretty sloppy all throughout that first period. It was a mess. Uh, overall, there was quite a few shots on goal. But, man, the passes just were not there. 
Uh, something that I will be critical of came in the second and third period especially. Well, really, the second period. Tulsa had some horrible, horrible play in the second period. And I got to say, the defense kind of played like a picket fence. Uh, Hamannick and McKee, they looked awful on defense. And actually, no, they weren't the ones responsible for both goals. Um, that would go to Schweitzer from Tulsa, who just let one go right past him. Wichita scored twice in that second period, so they had a 2 nothing lead going into the third period. Tulsa really came out firing in that third period, although that was partially thanks to Wichita shooting themselves right in the foot. Uh, the other thing, Wichita scored on a shorthanded goal in the second period. Yeah, Tulsa looked bad for 40 minutes. They looked really bad for about 20 minutes. They were lucky that they came back in the third period on three power plays that amounted to absolutely nothing. This is where I talked about Kendrup on that second line power play. In the third period, this part I did see and this part I did kind of not yell, but I kind of spoke a little bit loudly because I haven't watched live hockey in a while. But this I happened to watch. So midway through the third period, Tulsa had a two-man advantage, if you can believe that. Because there was a slashing penalty and a delay of game right on the faceoff. Wichita gains control, but Clark sailed one over the glass very badly. So that ended up being a delay of game. Poor, poor play on that one. Yeah, this was bad. This was really bad for Wichita. Uh, Cam Clark, I don't know what Cam was thinking there. I don't know if he was just looking to pass, but man, that thing sailed. And he looked pretty dejected going into the box because he knew he effed up. So that was a two-man advantage for a minute and 55 seconds. And what did Tulsa do? Absolutely nothing. They barely got a couple shots on goal, and one of them was kind of a gimme shot. But, man, this is something that Tulsa needs to work on. Tell me if you've heard this before, Ducks fans. They need to work on their power play. They need to work on moving the puck around. And they've got... I know it's only the first game of the season, and it's the first time they've played in a long time. But maybe just work on some of the basics of power play, like puck control, like passing from end to end. Cross ice passing, not allowing the defense to get an active stick and get in there. When you have a five on three and you don't get a volume of quality shots on goal, something is very wrong there. So that second unit that I talked about, yeah, Bryce Kindop was out there for part of that power play. And he really didn't help his matter in this one as well. It, it, it looked bad. It, it was bad. It reminded me of last year's Ducks power play awful but late in that period Tulsa did score an equalizer Uh, they scored one early in the third they tied it up late in the third to make it a two to two tie it went to overtime eventually went into a shootout and this is where I mean really this turned into the Mitch Gillum show Mitch Gillum the goalie for the Wichita um, Thunder He looked amazing in goal in the shootout. Uh, Got all three stops, the three shooters 
from Tulsa were Charlie Semper, Kevin Deming, and Adam Pleskoch. Yeah, none of them scored. On the first out of the shootout, Peter Cronella scored the game-winning shootout goal. Wichita wins 3-2 to two in a shootout. Uh, Tulsa's pretty much having the same problems that the Ducks, that plagued the Ducks last season. This is just looking all too familiar, folks. I've seen this before, and just watching what I saw, uh, yeah, some of the prospects need to do a little bit better with Tulsa. Just saying. Or maybe San Diego could loan, uh, I'm kidding, maybe they won't do that necessarily. But we'll see how Tulsa rebounds on the Saturday game, and then they have a couple road games after that. So be sure to stay tuned to this podcast. I will be talking a bit more about the Tulsa Oilers because there is no other hockey going on because the Ducks aren't playing, the Gulls aren't playing. This is the only action that at least a couple of Ducks prospects are going to see. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more later on this month. We're going to head into the first intermission. But first, I want to talk to you about Built Go and breaking through that wall. Maybe you're exhausted and you've had a long day at work and you need a little bit of energy to get through that business meeting. Maybe you like to go hiking and you need to climb that last 500-foot elevation gain. Maybe you got to go that extra half of a mile. Maybe you're like me, climbing Mount Baldy or Baden-Powell or Strawberry Peak or many other mountains to climb in Southern California. If you're lucky enough to live in SoCal, then yay, join me on a hike. It doesn't matter. But if you join me on a hike, I will bring some built go with me and I will bring some built boost and I'll bring a built bar. But we're going to talk about built go first because it is packed with beta alanine. It has B6. It has B12. It has plenty of vitamins and it also has collagen protein, which promotes joint health healthy skin. It makes you look fantastic. It is the best selling energy gel on the market. It's the best tasting energy gel on the market. I like the chocolate mint myself. So head over to builtgo.com. Enter promo code LOCKED to get 20% off your next order. Once again, builtgo.com. Promo code LOCKED will get you 20% off your next order. Built Go. Let's go. All right. We're going to head into the first intermission, and we're going to talk a little bit WJC. Yeah. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, presented by Built Bar and Built Go. You're locked in with Jason, J.D. Hernandez. And one more note from the last segment that I didn't talk about before we get into the World Junior Championships and prospects. So the BOK Center, or the Box Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that seats a lot of people. And they had a crowd of about 2,600, 2,700 yeah, they're running at maybe a third capacity. I'm not quite sure on that. I'll be sure to get an exact figure on that for next week. But a pretty decent crowd for an ECHL game. So just wanted to throw that note out there. All right, let's get right into the WJCs. So this was announced as the last episode was uploading. As Hockey Canada announced their 25-man World Juniors roster. And there are some big, big names on here. So I'm going to go through some of them. 
uh, goaltenders are Dylan Garand, Tyler Gauthier, and Devon Levy. Uh, Levi or Levy, he was in the seventh round for Florida, and Garand was a fourth round pick for the New York Rangers in this year's NHL draft. As far as the forwards, first, some pretty big names on there. Uh, Quentin Byfield, the second overall pick from the Kings, he's a forward, along with Dylan Cozens, Kirby Doc, Dylan Holloway, Peyton Krebs, Connor McMichael, Dawson Mercer, Alex Newhook, Jacob Pelletier, Cole Perfetti, Jack Quinn, Ryan Suzuki, Philip Tomasino, and Connor Zeri. As for the defensemen, some pretty big names on here. Justin Barron, Bowen Byram, both from Colorado. Then you had Jordan Spence from the Kings last year, Braden Schneider, Caden Korzak, Thomas Harley, Caden Gooley, who's the younger brother of Ducks, I guess, in the pipeline, Brendan Gooley. Caden uh, Gooley was drafted in the first round, the number 16 overall pick for Montreal, and Jamie Drysdale, the sixth overall pick in this year's draft. So there's your highly touted Ducks prospect playing for Team Canada in the World Junior Championships. Once again, the WJCs will begin on Christmas Day, and you can catch all of those games on NHL Network. So be sure to you know tune into that because it's going to be pretty fun to see some of these highly touted Ducks prospects. I know in years prior you had Ducks prospects that made the WJCs that were second round or maybe even third round picks. No, this year there is some top quality players, first rounders playing in the WJCs. Jamie Drysdale should be either in that first or second top D pairing. So we'll see once play begins around Christmas, but he made the cut. So there you go. Yeah, big name on there. As far as other Ducks prospects, uh, there is some news on that that I want to get to. And first, we'll start with the not-so-good news. Uh, This starts with Timo Nikol. This is pretty unfortunate. Timo Nikol, who is playing with, or who was playing with the Austrian team, he is no longer playing in the WJCs. In fact, he won't be able to play at all. Because Austrian Ice Hockey announced that Timo Nikol tested positive for COVID-19 and he will not be participating in the WJC. That is awful. Uh, you got to feel for the kid. Unfortunately, he tested positive for COVID. He, in fact, tested positive twice. So he does currently have COVID-19. He will be under quarantine. He will not be in the WJC and he will not be playing overseas for the next couple of weeks, probably into 2021. And that's really unfortunate. You hate to see any player get COVID. Uh, You especially hate to see any young player test positive for COVID. Again, that's really unfortunate. I was looking forward to possibly seeing him in the WJCs for Team Austria, but that's just how it goes in this COVID world, in this current pandemic. This happens. So just wanted to get that out of the way first. So that's one less Ducks prospect to look for. 
Another Ducks prospect that may or may not make the roster, Albin Sundsvik for Sweden. So he is in the preliminary WJC roster for Sweden. That final roster will be released on Monday. So it's a couple days from now. There are 34 players currently on that roster. There's some pretty big names on Team Sweden. Uh, here are some of those names. You have Philip Broberg, Victor Soderstrom, who currently plays in Arizona. Tobias Bjornfoot, who played with the Ontario Reign last season, a Kings prospect. Helge Granz, also a Kings prospect. William Wallander, he's pretty good. He's in Detroit's pipeline. I've seen him play. He's quite good. Then you also have in the forwards, Lucas Raymond, Alexander Holtz, William Eklund, Simon Holmstrom, Carl Henriksen. Wow, there's some pretty big names. Then you also have Isaac Anderson. And, oh man, there's some good names on here. Already, there are possibly six forwards that are definitely better than Albin Sunsvik, who is the Ducks prospect on there. Uh, I'm going to keep it honest here. They need to make nine cuts before the final cuts. I honestly don't know if Albin Sunsvik is going to make it. Uh, he's been pretty. He's been a pretty good prospect, and for him to make the preliminary roster is not bad. Uh, he was a sixth round pick by Anaheim in last year's or in this year's draft. Uh, he's right now in the SHL, where he has one goal and two points in only 21 games. Uh, he didn't make the World Juniors last year. This will be his final year of eligibility. I don't know if he makes it. There's just so much stacked talent on that team. So I've got to keep it honest. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't make it. But I guess we'll find out on Monday, won't we? Then we go to USA. USA. But before we get into the USA... Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. What is it, puppy? Oh, my God. You too? Oh, man. Folks, I'm sorry. I have a couple of dogs here that are barking. Um, I noticed the weekend we planned on going hiking yesterday. That didn't happen. So I guess we're going to go hiking today. Seriously? Oh, man. These dogs keep me up. You know, I need a lot of energy to keep this hike going with this dog. You know what? I think I need a little bit of energy. So I'm going to go ahead and grab myself a built bar. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to grab a built bar and specifically one of the limited flavors, the white chocolate cookies and cream. Yeah, I actually got the limited flavor and it is freaking delicious. I think their white chocolate is divine. But if you go to builtbar.com right now, they have plenty of other fa favorite flavors that I've brought on hikes like Cherry Barcia, Double Chocolate I love, Cookies and Cream might be my favorite one. I love the White Chocolate Cookies and Cream. Regular Cookies and Cream is just as good. That might be my favorite flavor. Yes, I actually do bring built a Built Bar with me. I bring some Built Go with me. I bring some Built Boost with me. 
all of these products you can find on builtbar.com. They will get you over that hump. They will give you the energy you need. It is a very delicious protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So not only is it healthy for you, but it is really freaking delicious, folks. Only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, packed with 17 grams of protein. Once again, it is a very, very healthy protein bar. And honestly, probably the best tasting protein bar that I've had. And they sent over another package. So thanks once again to the folks at Built. I greatly appreciate you guys sending over the product so I can help promote it. If you guys want to try it for yourselves, head over to BuiltBar.com. Oh my god, these dogs. (laughs) You can probably hear them. BuiltBar.com. Promo code locked on gets you 20% off your next order. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land that tastes like a candy bar. Oh my God. I got to get these dogs walking. The next segment will be a shorter one. I'm going to get the leashes. I'm going to get the harnesses on them. Get them ready. I'll be right back after the second intermission. Stay locked in. All right, let's go. (laughs) All right, I'll be back, folks. There's the wacky music once again. If you guys aren't familiar with that, that's the fun music played during last year's World Junior Championships. But welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Oh, that music is going to be hilarious if they bring that back. All right, let's get right into it. So just to peel back the curtain a little bit, I had to re-record this final segment because when I recorded it, I thought the rosters were not going to come out for a couple of days till Sunday. That was at the time. Oh, we got a little surprise. The rosters came out this morning. And one of those predictions I had was incorrect. I said three of the Ducks prospects would make the roster. Uh, No, not so fast. All four of them made it. Yeah, you heard that right. And one other correction and retraction. Team Sweden announced its cuts. Albin Sundsvik was not one of them. So Sundsvik makes Sweden. Woo! All right. So we have a Ducks prospect playing for Team Sweden, Albin Sundsvik. I mentioned him previously, so he'll be playing. All right, let's get to the big story. Team USA, their roster is out. I'm going to go through the whole roster. First, goalies. Spencer Knight, Logan Stein, Dustin Wolf are your goalies. In defense, Brock Faber from LA, Drew Hellison, Ryan Johnson, Tyler Clavin, Jackson Lacombe, he made it. Jake Sanderson, Hunter Skinner, Cam York, and Henry Thrun. So you have Lacombe and Henry Thrun, both picks from Anaheim made it. Great for them. Uh, Lacombe, he was the second round pick for Anaheim last year. Henry Thrun, pick number 101, played for Harvard last year. I'm going to talk a little bit about Henry Thrun since I've seen him play up close. Obviously, they're going for someone that plays some pretty good two-way hockey. Yes, you have some offensive-minded players in Brock Faber, 
Ryan Johnson, Jake Sanderson especially. But this is where Team USA struggled last year was in defense. That's That was not a good defense last year. Just going to put it out there. So overall, they wanted a more defensive defense. I mean, they have a great two-way player in Henry Thrun. Now, I know I've said this in the past. I know I've heard this. People are saying, well, he didn't score, so he didn't contribute. Uh, yes, he did. I know Henry Thrun doesn't score a lot of goals, but one, he's a defenseman. Two, he's a pretty good lockdown defender, all things considered. Uh, looking at his defense, it's pretty good. And you cannot underestimate having a good defenseman that actually plays good defense. That's why Henry Thrun made Team USA. They want to deviate from their, I guess, uh, their flaw from last year's WJC. So great choice by putting Thrun, Lacombe, Drew Hellison over guys like Struble who got cut this morning. So that's your defense. Then you have the forwards. Matthew Beneers, Brett Burrard, Matthew Boldy, Bobby Brink, Brendan Brisson, Cole Caulfield, John Farinacci, Arthur Kaliev, Patrick Moynihan, Landon Slaggert, Alex Turcott from the Kings. Then you have Sam Colangelo and, of course, Trevor Zegris. Of course, those two made it. There was no question Sam Colangelo was going to make it. And Trevor Zegris, of course, was the darling from last year. Or, as his new nickname goes, the Wizard of Pass. I kid you not, that's his new nickname, the Wizard of Pass. And if you guys saw the WJC's last season, do yourselves a favor. Look up Trevor Zegris' highlights, and most of those highlights will come from last year's World Junior Championship. He had 9 points to lead all point getters for Team USA in only a half dozen games. Now, granted, they were all primary assists, but there were some pretty sick assists in there. And Trevor Zegris is one of the premier goal... Well, he's a premier goal scorer, but he's a very premier passer an extremely good playmaker. It is great to see Trevor Zegras back on Team USA. He makes that team so much better. I mean, really, he puts this team in another world, to be honest. And then you have guys like Turk. I mean, um, yeah, Turcotte, who did pretty well with him last year. Then you had Kaliev. Yeah, that that duo of Zegras and Kaliev. Last year, and I know Kaliev is a Kings prospect and Zegris is a Ducks prospect and Kings and Ducks are supposed to, you know, ah. No, no. These two together for Team USA, they were the real deal. A dynamic duo that I think will propel Team USA even further this year. So just looking at this, I'm going to make a prediction. I predict that Team USA will make the gold medal game. There it is. Boom. There is your bold prediction. Team USA will make the gold medal game. I don't know if I want to go as far as saying they're going to win the whole thing. But, you know, quote that. Put that on there. Put that online. I predict that Team USA will make the gold medal game. I just want to get that quote out there. Once again, I predict that Team USA will make the gold medal game in this year's World Junior Championships. Book it. Quote me on that. 
Go for it. I dare you. Bold prediction. There it is. All right. Oh, that was fun to do, and that was a fun segment. Uh, Once again, thank you all so much for listening. I don't know if I have any more words on Trevor Zegers because I've talked about him so much over the past year, and I cannot wait till he plays with the San Diego Goals and the Anaheim Ducks especially. This future is bright. The Ducks have six prospects playing in the WJCs. Four of them are for Team USA. So, Ducks fans, if you want to go a la Mighty Ducks 2 or D2 the Mighty Ducks, get your Team USA jerseys ready. Get your Charlie Conway Team USA jersey. Get your Adam Banks Team USA jersey. Yes, the cake eater. I know some of you have Team USA jerseys from that movie. I've seen you guys at the Ponda. I know who some of you guys are. Not personally. But I've seen you guys around the Ponda. I've seen you guys around Pechanga Arena. Some of you have the jersey. Wear it. Wear it in a couple weeks because that's when it starts. Two weeks from yesterday. So in two weeks. Two weeks. Team USA will begin its run for gold in the WJCs. Yeah, I'm actually pretty excited about this. I honestly can't believe that all four Ducks prospects made it. I predicted three of them would make it. But Team USA threw a curveball there. Hey, they fooled me. They put two of the great two-way defensemen on the team in Theron and Lacombe. That one kind of surprised me. But now I see the direction they're going. They want to win. They absolutely want to win, and they want to win this year. I think they'll get there. All right, that'll do it for today's podcast. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you for keeping the show going Again, I greatly appreciate it. If you want to hear any of the previous podcasts, you can hear the previous shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you hear podcasts. And make sure to rate, comment, and most of all, subscribe, because we'll be back semi-regularly coming up very soon. And the new season of Locked on Ducks will start after the new year, before the season begins. So, new season of Locked on Ducks. We're going to have a week off around the holidays, around Christmas. Maybe there will be one show in between there for World Juniors. Maybe two. But officially, we will start after the new year, the new season. So make sure to stay subscribed. And also, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Drop a line. Email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail. Dot com. Once again, LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And here's some of my colleagues. Uh, locked on NHL. Tell your smart device to play Locked on NHL podcast, and you'll hear the likes of Sarah Avampado, my favorite friend of me. You could hear her host some of the shows on Locked on NHL. And once again, thank you all so much for listening. Greatly appreciate all of you. And I hear you guys out there in OC. Thank you all so very much. Highly appreciated. All right. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, this is Jason J.D. Hernandez reminding you to stay safe, practice social distancing, and wear a mask. And please stay safe and be kind to one another because ducks fly together. Have a good weekend, everyone.